Hello everyone, my name is Emma Shaker. I'm a senior at the University of Lincoln, Nebraska. I will be graduating this May with a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry, a minor in Biochem and Math. Today I'll be discussing my UCARE project for the year 2021. I was able to study the effect of cerium oxide nanoparticle on the growth rate of radish microgreens. So a small brief view on what microgreens are. They are small green edible plants that are harvested in their early stages of growth. They are typically harvested within the first stage of leaves before the appearance of the true leaves of the plant. Those small plants are typically harvested within 10 to 18 days, thus the range of how fast microgreens typically grow. Over the past few years, we are able to observe the rapid development in the scientific field. With this rapid evolution, we are also able to notice the increase in toxins in both our water and our soil. For this project, I aim to reveal the level of serum oxide nanoparticles that the microgreens are able to absorb through their roots into the rest of the plants using a hydroponic environment. For this project, I decided to choose radish microgreens because they typically take 12 total days to be ready to harvest it and test it. My objectives for this project is to understand the influence of different concentration of growth media considering variance concentration of serum oxide nanoparticles. It also aims to understand which part of the microgreen is most affected by the serum oxide nanoparticles. By using different concentration of serum oxide nanoparticle over results in different effects on the plant's health. From what I researched and after reading Variance paper, I was able to conclude that the roots are the most affected by the by the cerium oxide, I'm sorry. And that is due to the fact that the roots are submerged in the water that is mixed with the cerium oxide nanoparticles depending on the concentration of them. Due to that fact, the serum oxide nanoparticles are predicted to clog the pores in the roots, preventing the water and other nutrients to travel from the environment into the rest of the microgreens, and that what causes a decrease in the health of the plant. Experimental methodology. To grow these plants, I needed to sanitize both the plants and the growing media, which in this case was used cocoa core pads by using 3% of hydrogen peroxide. The plants are then grown in the darkness for six days using only deionized water to water them. For the next six days after the germination process, the plants are then placed under the lights in a liquid growth media with a cerium oxide nanoparticle concentration depending on which sample is being ran. After the 12 days are completed, the sample is then harvested and digested using CEM microwave.
only 0.5 grams of each sample is placed into the mass express and digested using 10 ml of nitric acid. For the procedure that is used for the CEM microwave, it was obtained from the main website of the mass 6 microwave to be more specific on page 374. After the sample after the sample is being collected and diluted into a 1 to 10 folds, the sample is then ran using ICPMS, and then the data get collected from that point. Limitations and their solutions that I went through for this project. To start with, the first collected sample contained multiple error and came back with the serum oxide nanoparticles on the control as well, which is typically not predicted due to the fact that the control contained no serum oxide to start with. The error was believed to either be present during the preparation sample or during the preparation of the sample that ran through the ICPMS. So to eliminate any error that I'm able to control, the containers that is used to grow the plants in were completely changed and obtained. It was also believed that an error was present in the mass express tubes that was used to digest the sample. To eliminate that error, the mass express tubes were cleaned using nitric and hydrochloric acid and ran through the microwave a couple of times. Then to eliminate any excess acid that is still present in the tubes, the tubes were filled with 10 mL of water, ran again through the microwave, and then only the best and the cleanest tubes were collected and used for the next digestion process. We were able to contact a professor at Beatles Hall. After contacting him, we were able to set a time and the data will soon be digested there and collected. As I've mentioned, unfortunately our ICPMS is not working and we did contact someone to run the data for us at the University of Lincoln, Nebraska. However, I was able to find similar studies that performed on similar sample of microgreens. From those studies, they were able to collect the data that are seen on the left side. From those data, we are able to see that our prediction to start with that the roots are the most affected by the oxide nanoparticles is true. However, for the data collected on the left, those samples are used, are ran, I'm sorry, using silver oxide nanoparticles rather than cerium oxide. This is just a brief video that I've put together using the pictures that I've collected throughout the life of the radish plants. I hope you like it. Those are also a few pictures that was collected throughout the experiment. On the top right, we are able to see the germination state. On the top right side, 
we are able to see it between the germination and the placement under light, but in fact, it was still under darkness. On the bottom left side, we are able to see a sample under the light in its early stages. We're able to see a brighter green color present in them and a better portion standing up and headed toward the light. On the top left, we're able to see a sample a few hours before it's being harvested. So what next for this project? After the data get back from Beetle Hall, we're able to prove that our prediction is true and microgreens are able to detect any toxins present in a water environment. However, this study would be very useful if it was also proven to be productive and accurate for a soil environment as well. So I believe a good idea to do next is to test it using soil. And if that portion comes back true, then we're able to use this method to test any water and soil sample that we have any suspicion that might contain any toxins in the environment. By doing that, we're able to eliminate any danger on ourselves and our families in the future. Acknowledgements. I would like to thank Dr. Barry Chang, my research mentor, for providing me with this opportunity to work under his supervision to learn and improve myself on the research field. I would also like to thank him on his support and pushing me toward the best and helping me to eliminate any possible errors throughout this experiment. I would also like to thank both Deepa and Erica my graduate student mentor that helped me to provide the necessary thanks for this research. They both worked on providing the serum oxide nanoparticle that allowed me to perform this experiment and they were always helping and supporting whenever I had a question or needed any help regarding the research. I would also like to thank the UCARE committee for providing me and other students with this fantastic opportunity to test our projects and examine them in our real life. For furthermore, thank you so much for this opportunity and I hope you like my presentation.